Hello and welcome to the podcast from Secretary to CEO. I'm your host, Caroline Fry, and today we are talking about exercise. I know the importance of exercise and how vital it is for maintaining my optimal health and well-being, yet it still remains an elusive goal for me to achieve. I love the feeling when I exercise. My mood is lifted, my energy levels increase, and I just feel better. But as I talk to you now, I really do struggle with incorporating exercise into my daily routine. So last year, I trained with Susan Hyatt to be a certified Bear Life coach. And one of the modules we covered was called Exercise with Love. The module kicked off with an opening statement. Exercise is a celebration of what your body can do and not a punishment for what you ate. Now, this statement really resonated with me. And obviously, I was certifying and I was learning and I was going to be coaching people on this. And so I really wanted to delve into it and really have a look at what was going on with me. What were my blocks? So I really started to delve into why am I not moving? Like, what is the resistance that I have built up? There's lots of other things I've changed and incorporated into my daily routine. So why not exercise? So what I discovered was that the actual exercise itself is not hard. But what is hard is the rule that I have managed to create for myself that exercise hard. And what I have managed to do is create a thought form that when I think of exercise, I see it as a form of punishment for letting myself go. I never have just exercised to move my body for fun. It has always been to lose weight. What's even harder to understand is when I do exercise, I love the feeling in my body. I love how good I feel moving. But then the motivation required to move can often be so hard. And what also became very apparent is as I looked even further into this was I've created a transactional relationship with exercise. And what I mean by that is this transactional relationship is if I want to fit into a dress or if I want an excuse to eat more crap or worse, I have an event coming up that I need, I, I could be photographed at or something. My thought form is, okay, I need to deprive myself or I need to exercise more or, oh God, I have this wedding coming up or, you know, I have this photo, whatever, something coming up, the communion, the confirmation, something big like that coming up. I should be doing more. So straight away, I go into deprivation mode or what I do then is I might say, oh, I'm going to go out walking every evening. But the reality is it doesn't happen. And what was happening then the more this transactional relationship was going on, it was becoming more and more ingrained over the years. And then what would happen? When I don't get up and go for a walk, or if I do start, you know, depriving myself, and then I go and I fall off the wagon, what do I do? Then the guilt and shame comes in. And often you end up eating more. Because you're just so annoyed with yourself that you have gone, God, I can't even stick to a diet or God, I can't even do this. And now look at the size of me. Oh, sure, if I vet that, I might as well go and finish that. And it's this whole self-criticism or justification process that kicks in. 
like when I want to change my eating habits or if I want to move more, this psychological block, like it just comes back. It's like I get these flashbacks of swimming, of slimming world and, you know, brisk walking so I could go eat um, a Chinese or like, you know, I could go out. Like I remember like back in my 20s when I was doing this with my friend, like, you know, we knew a half an hour's walk, like, you know, resulted in, oh, we could have Curse Light. Like we knew Curse Light at the time was a lower beer. We knew Rancheros was like, you know, a packet of crisps that was good. Like stuff was weighed, stuff was but there was no enjoyment on it. And it was crazy, like the psychological damage that I was doing, that we were doing to ourselves. Like, you know, I thought deprivation and exercising more was the way to a skinnier me. And I was totally missing the fact that this was not a healthy habit that I was trying to start. Like I was so focused on that short-term goal. Like, okay, you know, I have christening coming up or I have this coming up or I have that coming up that I did not look at this path of deprivation or counting the calories or whatever other crazy fad I was doing. I did not look at A, this was not sustainable long-term and B, the psychological crazy damage I was doing to myself. So as I record this today, I am now at the stage where I can't hide from this anymore. I've gained weight, I have a busy life, So I'm trying to find ways that I can support myself better. And the reality is I don't want to deprive myself anymore. You know, but yeah, I also don't want to comfort eat. And I don't want to do this, you know, kind of guilt, shame, drama that's going on inside my head. Like, I know I should eat better. I know I should move more. Like, if we look at basic physics, like, you know, you want to be in better shape, eat less, move more. You know, kind of like, so I know all this, but yet I'm here and it's like I'm willing myself to be healthier, but there's like this overwhelming mental block to actually um, take action. And like, I was actually only thinking about this the other day. I was away with my husband at a resort hotel last year. And the age uh, profile ranged from young couples with um, small children to couples well into their 80s. And it struck me that all sorts of people were extremely active in their 70s and 80s. And there was one couple that actually went sea swimming twice a day, matching red robes. Um, Then there was another couple that were up and out half seven every morning and well into their 70s. And they were doing yoga. There was other couples that golfed. There was other couples that got out and walked the beach. Some ran. But then there was the other couples that really had difficulty moving. I just assumed I would be a healthy, active 70-year-old. But the reality is, if I'm not moving now, what am I going to be like when I reach my 70s? Even in my 40s now, I'm experiencing stiffness and aches I didn't have in my 20s. So looking at my life right now, I think it's fair to say my relationship with exercise is rattled. Like when I look back on what I have learned, um, you know, through my life coaching and what I'd be advising my coaching clients, the big question I would ask and we asked of ourselves is, how can I truly commit to exercise and make it more fun? Like, 
if you think about it as a child, like, you know, kind of we were constantly out moving. You were doing cartwheels, you were playing rounders or you were playing chasing or, you know, kick the can, all these games. Like you were constantly moving and you loved it and your body just went with it. So how can I rewire my brain or change my thought pattern to tell myself that I'm not exercising to punish myself? I'm exercising because it feels good and it's a celebration of what my body can do. So on my last podcast, I spoke about habits. And one of the elements of forming a habit is a cue, like what is driving you to do this? What has been triggered? So as I sit here now, like I don't want to feel like this anymore. I want to be um, able to run after my children. I want to be able to move in my 70s. Like I, w- I want to be, you know, kind of um, an active, flexible grandma. Like, you know, I want to be that. So what action do I need to take this to happen? Well, the first thing I'm doing is I'm starting with Bridget Thoughts. I'm acknowledging that I'm not moving and I particularly um, don't like the relationship I have with exercise. And the whole purpose with a bridging thought is, you know, at the moment, I don't have a healthy relationship. Just because I've decided today I'm not going to wake up in the morning and go, I love exercise, like, let's bring this on. So I need some form of bridging thought, basically, to get me from A to Z. So what are the steps I need to take in between? So I know from previous experiences that just because I'm at this point, like, I need to do something like my brain is like, you know, might not go all in on just because exactly like that I have said that I want to exercise more. Like, so what I'm doing now is every time I have a resistance or a negative thought towards exercise, I'm catching these thoughts and I'm telling myself like that, you know, hang on, I'm actually just learning to love exercise. And like, it is possible that I will have a healthy relationship with exercise as opposed to shutting down like what I'm doing or have done in the past and going, this is punishment. You've got to this stage. You've only you to blame. And looking at going, oh, actually, right, I'm not where I want to be, but doesn't mean it's going to be like the past. And maybe I will actually enjoy. Maybe I just haven't found the, the form of movement that I really, really like. And the next thing I'm doing is I'm actually moving. Like I have built up so much resistance to the exercise, to the action of exercising itself. Like I'm intimidated by doing it on my own. I'm afraid of judgment. I could be afraid of using the machines at times. I'm afraid of being the biggest person in the gym. I'm afraid of making a fool of myself. Like all the time I am letting these fears get the better of me and what they're doing. They're keeping me in a state of non-movement. So after buying various seven-minute apps and online programs, I've actually gone and met with a personal trainer. And believe me, I did everything I could do to resist this. But I stopped myself and I reminded myself that I actually need this in my life. You know, and if I was to be honest, I was just so afraid of being judged that I was letting this take over the reason for getting the personal trainer in the first place. So I went... And I can honestly say this is a brilliant experience. There was no judgment. There was huge empathy. And there was recognition and praise for turning up. He met me where I was on my exercise journey. And I can honestly say this is the first time I was asked, like, 
what movement feels like fun? What would I enjoy doing? And I actually felt comfortable saying, I hate the treadmill. I actually find walking very boring. And when we got talking about movement, I remember the fittest I felt in my life was when I was actually practicing for Strictly Come Dancing at the time for the local GAA club. Like I loved it and it didn't feel like a punishment. So out of that, now I've signed up to do Zumba in my local school. So he drilled down and he found the ways that I enjoy moving and what will challenge me. So I have a program now that includes, you know, movement and a pathway to bring movement into my life that I enjoy. But I also have the accountability. But what's different this time is I don't want this space to be a fad. I want it to become part of my life now going forward. I don't want to be dieting to fit into anything. I don't want any feelings of deprivation anymore. I want this to be a sustainable habit and I want to lock it into my life the same way as I've done my morning routine. So this resonates with you. I offer you this guidance from the Susan Hyatt Bear Method. Your body was born to move. This is not optional. This is not mandatory. Find something that sounds pleasurable and schedule it into your life. You're not exercising to punish yourself. You're exercising because it feels good and it's a celebration of what the body can do. So it's a new start for me and I'm developing this new relationship with exercise and I'm slowly and steadily bringing movement back into my life. I'm taking it slow. And I'm focusing on consistency. So I challenge you this. Think about what relationship do you have with exercise? And if you don't have a healthy relationship with exercise, how can you change this? And if that does not get you thinking, I'll ask you this. How will you be in your 70s if you're not moving now? So I hope you enjoyed this podcast, a little bit different maybe so what I have done before. Um, Don't forget, there's lots there in the series that's going on. I've covered like habits, imposter syndrome, confidence, limiting beliefs, all those sort of issues. So if you like what you hear, um, you know, go and listen more. I'm on carolinefrycoaching.com. Thanks for tuning in. I really, really appreciate the downloads and the support. Um, And again, I hope you enjoyed this one.